Hello and welcome to Unpredictable. We are a goal-setting, goal-getting podcast. Our mission in life is to live authentically and a little bit unpredictably. We work through the struggles of real life as a team, and today our music is from Purple Planet. Thank you, Purple Planet, for the music. Hello, I'm Judy Ring, and I'm a writer, a podcaster. Professionally, I work in economic development, and I'm a mom and a grandma. I love all things outdoors, theater, and sports, especially love the WNBA, who has their championship today. I live in Minneapolis with my husband, Mark. Hi, I'm Sarah Tipler. I'm a mother, a runner, a PhD student, and a good life enthusiast, and uh, good morning to you, Judy. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been a long minute. And today we don't have Katie with us uh, this morning, but we'll try to get to that together so we can figure out what she's up to in life too. So you did a thing. You did a thing last weekend or two weekends ago, and I cannot tell you how proud of you I am. So today we're going to just take a dip our toes in our, our, our goals. We're going to do a couple of race reports because we've both completed a couple of races. And then I want to talk a little bit about future proofing your success. I've done some in-person meetings now and got to hear some speakers and, and took a few things away from a couple of them and revamped them. And let's talk through those today. So let's start. Sarah, with your race report, you just completed a virtual Boston Marathon. Amazing. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Yes, and that was, let's see, week 14 of my ultra, or no, I don't know. Yes, week 14 of my 20-week ultra training program, but it is the first race that got me to sign up for an ultra (laughs) Um, so it was kind of a, an impulse buy, if you will, (laughs) (laughs) online at the end of my last semester, because I was so stressed out and I thought I'm never going to be able to run Boston. I'm just not a fast person. And this is kind of a fun way. It's, it was their 125th anniversary. So, um, I jumped onto that, but yeah, it's, it was good, um, I had a a few things that I did that are against all running rules. Um, So I'm a little ashamed to admit that, but that was, that was where I was at. And that's just what happened. But um, do you want to tell us what those were? (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) So luckily kind of before this, I did, um, I did do a 20 mile run that was supposed to be 18 miles, but I did bad math in the moment. And so that was a few weeks before this, but it was a really good boost for me to like really realize that I was able to do this again. I haven't covered this distance since 2015 and, um, was just, wasn't sure what it would be like, but, um, yeah, so I, we had gotten a lot of rain the few days before, and I was originally going to run halfway, half of it on trail. And so I was prepared to wear my trail shoes and, um, then it rained a bunch. (laughs) And I was like, okay, probably shouldn't run on the trails just in case I don't want to ruin them. I don't want to run in mud. And so I planned out a route on the road and realized that my road shoes had like 400 to 500 miles on them. 
and my last few, you know, short runs that I do in him, my knees are hurting and that's usually a sign that I need new shoes. So this was just a few days before the race and I, the day before the race found myself in the running store, um, saying I need some shoes for my marathon tomorrow, which is like the biggest no, no in the world. And how did the, how did the running store respond to that? Um, with kindness, but (laughs) caution, um, I'm just, first of all, shout out to the Salt Lake Running Company. They're the best running store around here. And at first I went to REI, which I also love, but they just didn't have quite the knowledge of the shoe in this, the shoe situation that I was in. So I went to my good old running store and he walked me through all the options I had, (laughs) which were limited. And my, my main problem was that I have a really, I have a shoe that I love and it works for me, but it's, the last version of it and I can't find it anywhere. And so they updated this version of my shoe and it's completely different. So I did order my shoe that I love, but I won't get it until the end of uh, November. And um, so he walked me through my options, which were kind of limited to two things that I could do and was cautious. (laughs) Like, Like, you know, this isn't probably a really good idea. And I was like, I do know that, but my alternative is not much better. So I don't know. And that was a good thing about doing a virtual race. I knew when I packed my emergency bag for my family in case they needed to come find me, I had my other shoes in there and I was like, I'll just have to deal with it. And um, I could have ran in my trail shoes, but I didn't want to ruin the bottoms of them that are for gripping in the trail because I didn't want to replace them for my race. Um, so it was just a thing. And I was it's like, I'm just going to have to deal, deal with it the best that I can. Um, I am going to return the shoes. They, I got through fine. And then I went for a walk yesterday and, um, and I, they, um, just, my legs are in pain when I walk in. Oh, so no. they're just not, um, yeah, I just need to find something else. So, that was a shoe debacle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I just realized, did I? Did you do your intro at the beginning? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because yeah. I, I, I'm thinking, I, I couldn't remember if you mentioned that you're a PhD student. And so you're doing all of this as you go through your PhD <laughs> as well. Planning to do an ultra. Who does that? Yes. <laughs> Honestly, it's been life-saving for me mentally to have my morning time on the weekend or um you know getting out frequently during the week and making sure I get some exercise and some outdoor time it has been saving me I think in my PhD program um last semester was a little way too busy for me to be able to do this type of thing but if you have kind of some time and it's you feel like you can fit it in your schedule I feel like it's been nothing but beneficial for me actually um, so far, so, um, but I also have the mindset that like, if it doesn't happen, it's okay. And I have the mindset that I'm just happy to be outside. I'm just grateful for the time with myself and grateful that my family helps me do this. Um, right. so I have a little bit of a different mindset than I would have before the first time I ran a marathon, I think. Um, so, so the race or the run though, 
you completed uh, with your own support. You had no water on the Mm -hmm. trail. You had nothing. Yeah, and that was – so I had created a few different routes that I could take. And that morning I was like – or the night before – I originally was going to go up this canyon road and then <clears throat> kind of make my way back home. And the the week before, the kind of taper week, I was dragging. I was so tired. And I think that is normal for a taper week. But I was like, oh, I don't know if I can even do any elevation gain. I just think I need to cover the miles. So I wasn't going to go up this first portion of the course that I ended up going up, which was my favorite part. It was the most beautiful part because of the fall leaves up the canyon. Um, but yeah, I had to really think about my route because I was self-supporting and um, carrying all my water, everything to eat. And um, the water that I did know that was on the route wasn't working anymore because it's cold here. It's been cold here. <laughs> and my bladder was leaking the first. Your um, water bladder. Let's, let's. My water bladder. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Because yes. <laughs> the other can happen too. <laughs> yeah. The mouthpiece to my water bladder was oh. leaking on me. And that is not a fun thing to deal with. It, Your shirt is wet. Your shoulder's wet. You're losing the water that you need to carry. Um, I think I figured, I think my mouthpiece was on wrong or something was weird with my mouthpiece. And I think I, I kind of managed it. But I had to warn my family that maybe I might run out of water and I might need you. So just a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, my phone was also, I was worried was going to die because I was in, not in service for the first half of it. And um, so I had to just think about some of those things and make sure I was doing things safely and running safely where, you know, I don't know, where I could get the things I needed just in case it, something happened. Um, but yeah, that was my first self-support long distance. That's that. impressive. I'm really impressed, Sarah, because that is no easy ta- 26.2 is no easy task, first of all. Secondly, to do it on your own in an area that really isn't home for you. I mean, it is now, but that's not your typical flat South Dakota, go out and run 26 miles, don't have to worry about a snake or whatever else might be out on the trail. So that's really impressive. Now, what's the next? So now you have one more distance. And what is your ultra distance? It's supposed to be 31 miles, but I've heard the course is closer to 29. So I don't know what people do. I've been thinking about that. Do people, you know, get to the finish line, run a mile that back on the course and back to get to the actual 31 mile 50k kind of mark or do they just I don't know that's a question on how you feel that day yeah so yeah um so that is in I think I have one more um like 23 mile run is my last long one and that's in a couple weeks but it's a split run where I do 10 in the morning and 13 in the evening or or 10 Friday night, 13 Saturday morning, however you want to look at it. Um, so it's kind of actually really nice to have gotten this under my belt and then know that I'm really getting closer to the end of my training right. and that I've done this. This is the hardest one. And then um, 
kind of can just relax and, and trust that things have gone the way they've gone so far. But um, something else that I did do, I'm going to admit my other <clears throat> my other no-nos that you're not supposed to do. But in my defense, I was treating this as a training run. So I was testing multiple things at one time, which I don't think you should probably do. Um, nutritionally, I was testing a an electrolyte drink, a new electrolyte drink called Scratch because I love the noon, but it's so bubbly that I I just wanted to try something maybe a little more calm. I tried salt tabs, which was new to me. <laughs> um, and was that it? Or yeah, I think that was mostly it. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what to have for breakfast and the night before. And then also, I am getting a little sick of just kind of the goo things. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to find real food that doesn't feel... Because I've been getting hungry. I'm like, it's lunchtime. (laughs) I'm hungry. I need to eat. (laughs) Um, This stuff is kind... It's working, but... uh, So I did test those things, and I tested them all at one time in one race, which I don't think you're supposed to do, but I... I felt confident enough in my knowing I was just going to try things and see and then, you know, try to problem solve because I've read that you should put yourself in situations in some of these training runs to try to mitigate it in, in the race so that when it comes up at the long 50K that you know how to handle things that aren't going well, um, like a upset stomach or a headache or whatever. So, so I, I did all those things at once. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's that, uh, <laughs> multitasking. <That's fun. laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest a, I know that I don't know if you tried the little waffle cakes because it would feel like mm. you're like eating something uh, on the run, yes. and I that might be something to try for actually having a little more su- substance than just the goo. Yeah, that's a good one. I think I have. I do think I have one of those on hand, and I was like, "This might be too much if I added." Yeah, that might more be things for that one. But you might try that on your ten mile run, and see yeah, how it sits yeah. in your tummy. I don't know. I am still very cool. You, you did good. Thank you. It's a. Uh, it is interesting to try, you know, to go with the flow with a route. I kind of had it in my mind, but then also I. I would just go in the moment and say, okay, I'm going to actually go further here than I planned. And then I'd have to do the math again and say, how do, how long is it going to take me to get home from here? Because I also don't want to be out here forever. So um, some of those little things are kind of funny. And once you get to that (laughs) 26.2, you are not taking one more step. It's like, okay, I gotta, I gotta math this thing. I gotta figure it out. Yes. I I think I called my husband and was like, this is the kind of pizza I want. Please order it for me. I'm almost home. <laughs> oh, I need perfect. it now. <laughs> perfect. Well, so. and kudos to him, too, for taking your daughter for the day while you are out running. That's yes. fantastic. Yes. So how about you? You, you had a 10-mile. Uh, so this I is did a great race. Yeah, the Twin Cities 10-miler, which is kind of my favorite race out there. This year was very tough. I ran it with, uh, started with my daughter. She was in great shape this year. And for the first time, she beat me on the race, Mm -hmm. which is very cool. Mm -hmm. She broke under two hours, 
which she was thrilled with. She just had a great race. Uh, she's not used to running any hills, and there are very mild rolling hills here, what I would call mild rolling hills, but there are certainly hills. And I like them because it gives you a chance to change up your gait a little bit. And for mm-hmm. her, that that's tough. So she, she did great. I, on the other hand, um, so my husband had open-heart surgery and had four bypasses the Wednesday before. For six weeks, we knew he was going to have the surgery, and so life has not been very stable, I'll just say, mm-hmm. and and not very routine-like. And I started a new job two and a half months ago, and that's a, a deal. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a deal, too, in itself, and trying to figure It's a new position at the company as well. So the running has kind of gone on the back burner, and I, I really slowed down this summer, like super slow. And I'm I'm trying to not be discouraged by that. I'm I'm past my prime running days, obviously, but I still enjoy being out there. So now, and it was hot this summer. It got really mm-hmm. hot. It felt like really hot, really fast, and just running was hard. And so I didn't train. I did a couple of eight milers, which is great. I mean, seriously, that normally would be just fine. But I think just not the lack of sleep, lack of normal nutrition, what I normally would eat probably made it a little tougher so it was a hard race and when I got done I felt like that was really really hard I didn't want to stop and walk because I just felt like I don't know if I will ever run again if I stop and walk on this I also have learned on this 10 miler to attach yourself to a group of people who can you kind of feel like you want to keep up to or you Mm -hmm. kind of are using them as a source of and yeah, this is something when you run alone that can be hard because mm-hmm. if you have somebody out there in front of you, you can say, okay, I'm just going to try to stay with them. And if they take off and go too fast, that's fine. But um, so I connected with a couple of women from another run, mother runner, ran with them for a couple of miles, and then actually got ahead of them a little bit. And then uh, throughout, almost from the very beginning, I was near three or four guys who were wearing soccer jerseys and singing soccer songs. And they were fun. <laughs> and everybody in the crowd knew them because um, the Minnesota Loons is the soccer team here in Minneapolis. And they've gotten really popular, actually. And so all the fans along the side were singing, too. And so it kind of gave me some energy. And I told them at mm-hmm. one point, I'm really trying hard to stay with you guys because I need this energy. And I, I was able to get with them to just about probably nine and a half miles, the last half mile. They got a little bit ahead of me, but that was that kind of made it a little bit fun too. And I got finished and I thought, oh man, that was really hard. I, I don't know if I can do this again. And then I mm. looked at my time to think, and I was so close to two hours. I was just over two hours. Had I not stopped in the bathroom, I would have beaten that two hour time because I had to wait. But um I realized it was my fastest time since I was since 19 since I was 55 years old and I'm 62. And so I thought, mm-hmm. well, I've run it four times since then and this was faster than all those other times, so why am I feeling so bad about it? Um and so now I'm not, but I was sore for a week. I pushed myself. I I could tell I was pushing myself probably more mostly because I didn't want to stop. Okay. But nutrition and sleep you know, we all think you have to get the miles in, but if you don't get good nutrition and good sleep, you're probably failing. You're probably failing mm-hmm. at a lot of things in life, frankly. And uh, it came up again. 
Do you think it was hard because you were pushing pace or had you been running that pace for your eight milers and stuff? I was pushing my pace a little bit because I've been running, like I said, I'm not, I'm, I'm in my early sixties and I, I just, I'm not a, I'm not even an 11 minute miler anymore, but I, I, but this, so this was faster. So a lot of my runs, I'll go out and do a 13 minute miles and and my tuck, technology is so wonky i use strava and nike both because they're Mm -hmm. both different and it was interesting that day they were both um a little it said i went a little further than what it what you would think but i think that's just crossing miles you know here and there so but so it's done so i'm really happy that i did it um Mm -hmm. i want to do one more road race this year and i'm not sure if I'm going to do a 5K or 10K. And here in Minneapolis, the running community is very vibrant. And there are uh, Halloween runs, there's turkey trots, and there's Jingle Bell runs or, or December runs. And I'm just going to try to pick one out and do one more in-person race before the mm-hmm. end of the season. Kind of to keep, mostly so I get out there and run some three and four milers and an occasional five on a Saturday. So mm-hmm. that's that's what my goal is looking forward through the year. And then just start getting and starting getting ready to next year try to pick up the triathlons again. Well, I give you kudos because I don't think we realize sometimes how much stress can influence all of our body and we can hold that stress in our bodies and then even trying to do something like exercise, it just we might not perform the way we want because of stress and um, you've been under a lot of it, a lot of change and I commend you for still doing it. And um, I wonder, do, did you feel, did you look forward to the race or uh, were you feeling anxious about leaving Mark or like, did you have some of that, like not being able to really fully enjoy it because it's just been so much or was it on the other side something to really enjoy because it's been so much. That makes I, it's sense. probably a little bit of both. Um, yeah, I, I, the day before he went into AFib. And so if, if you're familiar, have, it's just frightening because if you can't, if they can't get you out of AFib, they have to shock you, which is not a great thing for anyone involved. And so the day before was a little rough because of that. But I felt like, um, Yes, I was looking forward to the race. Very strict rules at the hospital here. You cannot go before 10 o'clock in the morning, and you have to leave by 8 o'clock at night. And they put a little leeway on the end of the day, but not in the morning. There is no entering that hospital before 10 o'clock in the morning. So that helped because the race started at 7 in the morning, and I knew I'd be close to done and back home and and be back at the hospital shortly after 10 or 10.30. And so that kind of made me feel like, oh, so this isn't so bad. And then I went to the hospital and he was out of AFib and by Saturday afternoon. So that helped. So I did look forward to it. And I always enjoy spending time with with my daughter or whoever is there running. And you've run that race with me before. We've finished together. And, uh, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's just such a great race. I just It's such a great distance, too, kind of mm-hmm. to cap off the season. So, so then a friend of mine texted me. She didn't come. She was going to run. And uh, she texted me and said, hey, how about we do grandma's half? Well, you know, I've retired from half marathons. And I thought about it for a hot minute. And then I thought, (laughs) no, I have to stay true to what I am focusing on. And that is triathlon Mm -hmm. 
which means I have to bike and swim. And if I try to do anything longer than a 10 miler, I love running. I absolutely Mm -hmm. love it. And so it's not hard for me to say, I'm going to just go out and run instead of something else. You know, when you mentioned the stress a little bit, think about when your water wasn't working quite right. So all of a sudden your mind goes to, A, I'm going to run out of water. What am I going to do? Uh, B, I'm wet and this is uncomfortable. And what am I going to do? And and all (laughs) of a sudden you feel your shoulders creeping up by your ears. And it's kind of how it is in life sometimes. And so mm-hmm. this, la- I'm, st- I'm still on my exercise streak. I think I'm on day 943 or something like that. What? But I, yeah, every day doing at least 10 minutes of exercise or 10,000 steps. Uh, I have two times I've been in bed and had to get out of bed because I forgot those days. That doesn't happen anymore. But I have really added a lot more yoga in this last week because mm-hmm. I started traveling for work again. And uh, that was hard because I was leaving Mark mm-hmm. again. Uh, his daughter stayed with him, but I, it's hard because you, uh, I, I, I just, even leaving for a run felt like I, I couldn't do that. And I thought, well, I can do yoga. We all need yoga always. Mm-hmm. And so I've actually even been adding yoga twice a day, some days. And I just find one online that's a 10 minute or a 20 minute yoga in the morning and same at night, a relaxing one. And I just feel those ear, those shoulders peeling away from my ears and it, makes a difference it makes a difference Mm -hmm. every day yeah I've been trying to do a little more of that too at least to in recovery and um it does it matters and I I feel frustrated with myself because I know I need to be doing some mindfulness meditation and I haven't and I just know how helpful that is when you're stressed out or just calming the things in your body and um yeah that's I'm glad that you've been able to do yoga in in your house and find some stress relief with it. It's been helpful. Well, let's take a a step aside and uh, wrap up today with with some future-proofing your success. Because the next time we get together with Katie, hopefully she'll be able to join us, we can talk through some of the goals setting for 20. Because we're winding down, Mm. believe it or not. It's so hard to believe there's two and a half months left of 21. And I'm behind on some goals. So I'm going to give myself Mm. some grace right now and plan to get back on track before we gather again. But I want to just run through these future-proofing your success. And so there's just a few things here that I want to remind people to. Sometimes you have to recalibrate. Figure out where you're at right now, adapt to the change, and think about continuous improvement. So recalibrate those goals that you have set for the year, and maybe they turned out they were just wishes or dreams or not even important to you, which you, if you did a 21 for 21, you might feel that way about some of those. So recalibrate as we go into this last two and a half years and figure out what's important to you as we wind down. Close the gap on the problems. Where are your problem areas on your goals? One of mine is reading. I have I have wanted to read 21 books, and that's important to me. I, I, that, uh, reading is an escape for me, and I was way ahead, and all of a sudden I hadn't read for two months. And now I got to figure out, okay, how am I going to read? I think I'm like need nine books this year yet. Well, like that's not shouldn't be a problem, but I got to figure out what those books are going to be and just start jumping in. 
Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a simple one. You know, ex, maybe it's exercise that you need to close the gaps. Are you skipping your Monday workouts? Are you skipping your strength workouts? What it is, what is it? Identify what those problems are and get after it. Optimize your network. Are you involving everyone that can help you? You know, are there, you know, you had great, you know, you self-supported, but you had great support in Travis that was available and ordering pizza and thinking about the water and coming to get you if he needed to. So and optimize your networks at work. Who can you use? If you're still working from home, as we are, you know, who, who can I leverage? How can I help learn more about something new in this job? Um, are your goals still aligned with what's important to you? Did uh, 20, the beginning of 2021 or the end of 2020, when you set these goals, feels like a long time ago. Are those same things important to you today when you went into it? Do you need to look at a new five-year plan or 10-year plan or two-year plan? What are you thinking about and can you align those to what's important? Build some successes into your plan. Be proactive. And the reason that I like this is when when I make a list We've all, we talked about it before. I make some a list of things I'm going to do today, and some of them I've already done, but I can cross them off, and that feels like success for me. So if I got that, I have 10 things to do, and one is already crossed off, hey, I'm, I'm winning. <laughs> and some would say it's, you're cheating, but it's not. It's For me, it's building in some success that I know I can get these 10 things done today. I've already got one done. How can I knock out the next thing? Can I set a 10-minute timer to get it, it done? And the last thing is to accelerate, focus, and celebrate. My word of the year this year is focus. And sometimes we got to put on the speed, press the accelerator a little bit, get moving a little fact, faster, focus to get the things you want done, and then celebrate the victories you've had. Don't worry about the defeats. Let's just not talk about those. But let's celebrate the things that 2021 has done for you. My word is focus. I wanted to be 21% better than 2020 and have more joy. And I think I have. I think I can say that's something that I can celebrate because I had a plan for the year. I had some very positive things happening. And so that's my future proofing your success for the rest of the year. I love that. I, I resonate with all of those things and um, appreciate being able to hear you know, true strategies for trying to do this goal setting at any stage. And um, I think, like, if I think back in the training plan that I've been on, I did build in some races as, like, those are my wins, um, like a, a trail half marathon, which I've never done before. So I could be like, well, at least I did that. That was a cool thing I haven't done. Or this um, virtual race after doing that, I was kind of like, okay, a little of the pressure is off because I've done this, you know? Um, but then also kind of surrounding with your network, you talked about, like, I've had to seek out, sorry, (laughs) I've had to seek out people in the trail sisters community to help me get through some runs or to go, go places. Hang on, honey. <laughs> it's time for a hug. Everybody needs a hug. It's okay. Yes. <laughs> um, but I, I was seeking out people, which is uncomfortable for me. It's uncomfortable for me to <laughs> run with people. Just a second. Um, which is really uncomfortable for me. But I knew that I'm doing this to enjoy nature here. 
And I need people to help me sometimes because I get in my own head and I get scared and I don't, there's a lot for me to learn, you know? And so that has been really helpful. And then I, I kind of told you this before the podcast, but I think too, when we're working on big goals or goals in general, it's really helpful to write things down and write down like any little thing you're doing so that you can look back and when you're feeling down about something, you can see your progress and you can see that you've been trying and like that's an that can be enough too sometimes. Um, and my last thought is that it seems like mindset really matters with some of this stuff. Like I would challenge people to think about, you know, if you are struggling with a goal, I would want to think about like what are you saying to yourself around this thing or like what is it that is the pain point for you and is there a way to reframe it so that you can be successful you know like are you holding yourself to a metric that maybe doesn't matter as much as like for example my pace for running if I was holding myself to a metric of pace I would be forever frustrated with myself this whole plan but if I let go of that and say you are allowed to walk whenever you want to walk you're allowed to hike the half of the 20 miler if you want to it doesn't matter I am I have freedom to enjoy my experience then because my mindset is different um so I guess I would encourage people to think about the way you're framing your goals in your mind and challenge yourself to see if there's a way to do it so that you can be successful if you're having you know running into those pain points kind of but I think that's really good advice and it's a good way to look at it too. I, um, I'm excited to see where we go from here. You know, we've, we've been working on goal setting for quite a few years. This is episode 113 of unpredictable. So for 113 times we've come together in some form to be able to talk about goals. And it started even before the podcast did. And we're going to continue that. We're not going to stop that because we, we, I will have a goal until my list is done, and I don't think my list will ever be done. Um, I, I do feel like I do need to get back to my Monday or Sunday focus to plan my week out better, plan my meals out better, or at least um, have some semblance or some form of order at the beginning of the week, and I've, I've really gotten away from that, so it's time to get back to that. Yeah, I think that nutrition piece and the sleep piece that you were talking about can be just foundational to everything else. And then, you know, with exercise, it seems like I eat better when I exercise and I sleep better. So it's just kind of like you need all of them in some way. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, it's probably time for us to wrap up. Hayden's got a busy day planned. I can see it. She's thinking about the future and what she's going to be doing today. And we're going to take a look at hopefully get to get out in the car and take a drive so we can look at the fall leaves. We're at 100 percent peak in Minneapolis right now or Minnesota, this part of Minnesota right now. So I can't thank you enough, Sarah, for telling us your story because it's inspirational and it's always great to connect with you. And I'm looking forward to the next time and we'll get together with Katie too. And we're, we're going to try to future proof our success as we move forward. So this is unpredictable. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to our guest today, Hayden, Miss Hayden showed up late in the game for us. And, um, please join us again and let us know what you think. And if you're liking the podcast and, uh, if you have some suggestions for us for how you are working around your goal setting. All right, have a great day.